All right, before we get started here, guys, you probably know about Strava Craft Coffee, but I don't think a lot of you guys have taken advantage of their subscription service. You can subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, get CBD infused coffee delivered to your doorstep every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer, and you can receive 20% off your order with the code DNVR20. Check them out at StravaCraftCoffee.com. It's packed with CBD. We can help relieve long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, tons of other aches and pains that you might be feeling. You can subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, get your coffee delivered every two, four, six, or eight weeks with the code DNVR20. If you're a first-time user, you can use the code DNVR25 to save 25% off Strava Craft Coffee from StravaCraftCoffee.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome into a Friday edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. The two-man game is back. I'm Harrison Wind. Alongside Brendan Vogt, we are presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Make sure to use the code DNVR if you're a new user and sign up. Vote, my man, has the, um, have the immaculate vibes worn off from last night's win yet? No, man. You know I'm always vibing. I was just thinking the last time we did – one-on-one, we decided it was probably a good idea to trade for Aaron Gordon. What do you think in hindsight, Harrison? Uh, pretty good trade. Yeah, good call. Pretty good trade, I think. Decent, decent decision to pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, I would do it again, I think. <laughs> the results have been pretty good. The results have been pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's been great. It's gone as well as the Nuggets could have possibly hoped. And it's funny because Michael Malone and then you talk to people around the team and inside the organization, they're like, you know, it's not going to come together overnight. It's going to be a process. <laughs> it's not going to look 100% perfect from game one. And um, it looks like he's been a Denver Nugget for the entire season. I, I'm blown away by how seamless the fit has been. It's crazy. And he and Jokic have figured each other out pretty quick. You know, he seems to get this like MPJ principle of cut hard and Jokic will find me. Yeah. And they had some, some connections last night where it's like, I don't, man, I don't know what you do about that. So it's been exciting so far. Dude. Yeah. We'll probably talk about Aaron Gordon a bunch during this show because we asked you guys for questions and you came through big time. So we got a lot of questions to get through today on this Friday. But I've just been – it's just kind of jumped out to me. It's been so obvious to me how excited Aaron Gordon is to be here, just how he acts on the court, his personality, um, the mood he's in in these Zoom conferences. And obviously, look, they're 3-0 and with three convincing wins. So, yeah, you're going to be in a good mood. But going from the Orlando Magic – a team that finished above 500 once in the seven seasons you were there and never had a top 20 offense to go from that to just this offensive scoring machine. It's gotta just totally give you a new lease on basketball life. And if you're Gordon and this is what we've seen, you've just got to be willing to play any role that the team needs you to. And that's, that's exactly what he's done. He, he knows what is under, like, what's happening around him here. He knows why he's here, what it means for him to play well here. And, you know, those were the biggest hurdles. We'll see now, you know, do they loosen up? Like, they got up big. He took a couple of ill-advised shots last night. Not that I'm complaining, but, you know, the, the grip loosens on the wheel a little bit, you know, when you just hit cruise control. 
but nonetheless, man, early returns are, are a 10 out of 10. Yeah, he did take that one shot last night. That was a very Aaron Gordon 2016-17 Orlando Magic type shot. Like a one dribble kind of fading away from the mid-range. That's just, God, it was such an ugly shot. It was but so bad. <laughs> other than that, he's uh, he's taking great shots for the most part, I thought. Yeah, he, he's playing great. And obviously, man, the impact here on the defensive end is what this is all about. Uh, so I'll segue if you don't mind, man, because we've got some sweet questions from the Discord. Um, got Zach wants to know how much of an impact is Aaron Gordon's defense having on Michael Porter Jr.'s defense? Will Barton had a great quote last night on Aaron Gordon's impact, and I think it kind of goes along with what this question is asking. He pretty much said that now that they have Aaron Gordon – they feel like a complete team. Um, like, obviously, he said, we feel like we have enough to go all the way, win a championship. That's definitely our goal. Um, but he kind of also said, Will Barton did, that Aaron Gordon puts everybody back in their normal place. Um, obviously, Will Barton has been playing out of position really the last couple of years, three. Now he's at the two and guarding more like-sized players. Now, you know, Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter can take the the less difficult uh, offensive or defensive assignment out of, you know, those opposing wings that they're going up against. And uh, Aaron Gordon can guard the tougher one. But I wonder how much of it is also Gordon and how much of it is just things have really just started to click for Michael Porter Jr. defensively. I mean. It just seems like a light went off, and the game, especially on the defensive end, has really, really slowed down for him. And he's had just a number of big defensive performances, I've thought, as of late. The Charlotte game defending Gordon Hayward. The Pelicans game defending Brandon Ingram. And I thought last night he played a very good defensive game as well, spending a bunch of time on Paul George and really a lot of different Clippers because now with Aaron Gordon, the Nuggets are switching a ton. Right, right. So I think it's a factor, but maybe the bigger factor is just MPJ's individual improvement on that end. Right, right. I mean, look, obviously getting him off the Kawhi responsibility is huge, but he's looked better all around. I mean, some of the rotations – that he made, like he and Gordon closing out on shooters last night was were pretty impressive. And, you know, so he, he's just starting to get that. And, and obviously we're not on the court, but from a bird's eye view, I do wonder if the communication's better out there. They just seem so dialed in. There's a lot of pointing, a lot of chirping. And, you know, maybe if Porter's a second late to to a read, his teammates are letting him know where he needs to be. And he's closing gaps with that physical physical prowess. So it's looking better. I mean, it's a, it's not – okay, there's this one stud guy. Like, the team defense has looked better since he got here. No doubt. And there was another big takeaway from what Michael Malone said last night. And he was kind of talking about since Gordon's been here, he's felt like the team's been rejuvenated. He said you can sense a different energy in the locker room. And I believe it, man. When you acquire a guy like Aaron Gordon, and this was one of the big reasons why I thought it was so important for Tim Connolly to pull the trigger on this type of trade this year when Nicole Jokic is having an MVP year, when Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. have both clearly taken a step when this team is as deep as it is. You've got to show your players that, like, 
all right, we're in it this year. We're going all in. We think we can win it because of you guys. And for them to pull off that Gordon trade, I'm not surprised that this locker room kind of looked at one another and said, all right, like it's go time. We've got the team now. We've got the bodies. We've got the scores. We've got the defenders. The front office believes in us. It's go time. And I wonder if that has also kind of led to this reinvigoration over the last couple of games too. In, in years past, they've almost benefited from this naivete. Like they didn't know any better. They thought they could run up with anyone. And now it sort of feels like it's evolved beyond that into more of like a knowledge. Like, you know, we're one of the, the four or five teams to beat here. And we know that they're, they're carrying themselves differently. I know it's just three games, but yeah, there, there's a, an arising confidence. That's pretty hard not to see. Guy Fieri fan six from the Discord wants to know, why not Michael Porter Jr. as a most improved candidate, most improved player candidate? Um, I would counter Guy Fieri's uh, fan question and ask why not Nicole Jokic for most right. improved player candidate, <laughs> even though he's got bigger uh, hardware to win. Um, nah, man, like – I, I know I put this on Twitter the other day and it kind of blew up, but he had 27 points and only dribbled the ball four times <laughs> in that game uh, <laughs> earlier this week. And like his understanding of the Nuggets offense, and this isn't even talking about his defense, but his understanding of the Nuggets offense, where his baskets are going to come from, how to move off of Nikola Jokic, how to read and react more, that has taken a huge jump over the last couple. Mm. And you saw it in that game where he had 27 points on four dribbles. It was so easy. Um, And it just seems like a light bulb went off for him that like this offense can be so easy for me if I wanted to, Um, because he really is like a six ten Clay Thompson. He really is. It's ridiculous, dude. And I get, you know, he's technically a second year player, right? I mean, he's been in the league. So they, rarely give this award to second-year players for whatever reason. I mean, there's a big jump naturally from your rookie season to your second season. So he probably won't be in that conversation. But, like, to the spirit of the question, he certainly is. Certainly is one of the most improved players. And and even just forget last season to this season, two months ago to now. I mean, it's, it's, it's night and day. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he, at the beginning of the season, was still borderline unplayable defensively. And now he's turning in strong defensive performances against Gordon Hayward, Brandon Ingram, Paul George. Like, these are good offensive players that he's hanging with defensively. He's really learned how to use his length. He's blocking shots at the rim with tenacity, man. Like, some of these blocks at the rim are ferocious. So, uh, yeah, he's taking a huge jump there, too. Okay, kind of a weird night for Nikola Jokic last night. Bucket since 88 wants to know. Has Jokic been less aggressive since the trade? Is he just trying to get other people involved? What does your read, Harrison, went? I think there's a little to that. I think there's a little to him seeing Aaron Gordon as a new piece and saying, all right, I got to make this guy feel comfortable. I got to set him up. I got to make sure he's uh, he's eating. He's getting to his spots. Um, but I don't think that is a um, – I don't think that can totally wipe away what happened last night. Last night, he was just bad. Man. Right. right. He was really bad last night. I didn't think he looked like he was in the game. 
he didn't look focused. He didn't seem like he wanted the ball really for most of the game. Um, so I, I think there's a little bit of him trying to get everybody involved and make sure Aaron Gordon's feeling good. But um, last night was was not that. Last night he was just bad. Right, right. And and it did kind of look – I mean, I, I've never said this about him. For two to three minutes in the fourth there, it looked like he did not want the ball, which was strange. Totally. But, totally. Um, yeah, outside of that, I think what's happening here is just a natural dynamic of – like part of what makes this three and oh, you know, 38 net rating and 64 minute run these starters are on so impressive is it's not on the backs of, oh, Jamal dropped 50 the other night, right? Or Yoke went MVP superhuman. These are just natural dynamics of they're very hard to match up with now. So Jokic was aggressive in that first third of the season because they couldn't afford for him to be anything less than. Um, but now it's it's almost better to just work towards this kind of whole unit faceless army thing, then, hey, can Yoke get 50 tonight? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, also, from the Discord – actually, no, this one's from Twitter. EZKL, what is up with the JaVale DNPs? Yeah, I thought he would play by now for sure. Um, and, and I think he will play. But I, I wonder if – the Nuggets just kind of wanted to try out this Millsap to Michael Green duo, see mm-hmm. how it worked, see if it worked, see what they liked about it, see what they didn't like about it, because those two have really not played together a ton this year. And the results have been okay. I haven't been blown away by it. I think Millsap has looked better just going against backups than he did going against starters, which is pretty natural. No surprise there. So – I think it's been okay. I don't think you can look at what that duo has done and say, yes, we definitely want to stick with that duo. We don't want JaVale McGee minutes. So I would expect JaVale McGee to play. Um, The interesting question is who sits if he does play, which I know is the next question here. Um, But I think maybe Denver just wanted to see what that Millsap-Green combo looked like. And look, they know JaVale's a veteran. They know he'll stay ready. He's been on championship teams before, three of them, in fact. He's been in this league a while. He knows how to play and just um, keep himself available when, you know, he's on contenders. So um, I think he'll be ready when his number is called. And I would expect his number to be called pretty soon, maybe even Sunday. Okay, well, let's, let's move to the next question then, Jake Van and break from the Discord. If JaVale plays Sunday, would you rather see Millsap or Jermichael Green with the night off? Probably Millsap for me. Probably Millsap. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, Green's just getting back into rhythm, right? Just getting yeah. back and starting to play well. Also, Millsap, I just think at this point, in this role, you kind of like what you're going to get. 10 to 12 minutes, right? And five points, three boards type of deal. Just keep them fresh, right? Keep them healthy. So if you had to pick one for a night off, it's definitely the, what is he, a 16-year vet now? 15-year vet? Yeah, and I think the good part about it is my read is that he'll be okay taking a night off here and there. Sure, uh, sure. Like that even might have been an expectation coming into this season before they even added JaVale McGee. And he's played a ton. Millsap has more than I thought he would. Um, but I think he's going to be okay taking a night off here and there. And look, there, there will still be games, maybe times in the playoffs when they need Paul Millsap. So, um, yeah, I, I would prefer Millsap. All right, Ben, let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll get to some of those Twitter questions on the other side. Yeah, let's do it, guys. Um, first up here, oh, we got to talk about Manscaped. 
Uh, our sponsors, Manscaped, who is the best in, in men's below-the-belt grooming, want to remind you to watch a lot of college basketball. And we've obviously got the tournament going on here. Uh, the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels will help you turn that Kentucky Wildcat in your pants into a South Carolina Gamecock. Wow. Yes. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for college basketball fans. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Pick up that lawnmower 3.0, the best in below the, uh, below the belt grooming uh, from Manscaped. So again, use code DNVR at manscaped.com uh, to get 20% off your order. Also, when it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? I know I do. Lots of members and staff at DNVR put their policy to the test and turned to Gabby. And when they did, Gabby Insurance saved them hundreds of dollars. Gabby literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. I didn't even know that. I had Gabby no idea. Gabby literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. And look, we've had people at DNVR, Eric Weedham, on the DN DNVR Nuggets podcast, pre- and post-game show. He's saving over $100 a year on his insurance now that he used Gabby. What you do is you pretty much go to gabby.com slash DNVR, enter in all your insurance info. They'll run it against 40 of the top insurance providers nationwide, like progressive travelers. And they'll tell you if you can save money by switching uh, one of your insurances, car insurance, home insurance, uh, or health insurance, or whatever it may be. So visit gabby.com slash DNVR, start saving money today visit gabby.com slash dnvr. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up on DraftKings. Where are we going next, Vote? Two more Discord questions, then Twitter. Uh, brace yourself, friends. It's time for some rotation discussion. Oh, Ian Tubbs wants to know, uh, with Monte coming back on Sunday, which we think is real this time, we know we've sent a couple of false alarms on the Monte return. Uh, but with Monte coming back, should Faku be out of the rotation or should Malone find a way to play them both? Oh, man. All right. I'll probably get canceled here again. Yeah, it's your turn to fall on the sword again, I think. <laughs> Look, uh, I think Faku has been a real liability as of late. Uh, I really do. I know he hit that big three last night. Um, over his last 15 games, Faku's shooting 26% from the field, 26% from three. It's not great. He's 11 of 42 from the field. Yes, he is still assisting. Yes, he's still getting guys the ball in really advantageous positions. Um, but I think he's been a negative for the most part over the last few weeks. So I would be okay with Monte taking all of his minutes. I think you can still find a situation where Monte's plan – Maybe Faku's role's dialed back and he's playing like more five to 10 minutes every night. And the other kind of underlying storyline here is I don't think PJ Dozier has been great by any means as of late. Mm -hmm. too. So maybe you could dial his minutes back a little bit. I think there might be room for all three of them though. Uh, it's it, You're going to have to really get creative with your minutes, but I think maybe there's room for all three, but definitely a dialed back role for Faku I think is in order. <clears throat> the first layer of this for me, like the first question is, 
what is the goal? Like, do you believe at this point in time, the Nuggets need to get down to nine guys, nine and a half guys? If you do, in my opinion, Faku is at this point, the obvious choice. Um, do they though, right? Can it be 10 and a half, 11, meaning one of 11 guys plays any given night, you know, down the stretch here of the regular season? With Faku, I know for some people, they're going to feel like we're doing the what have you done for me lately thing. Like a month ago, we were all singing his praise. But we also the entire time sort of had this concern in the back of our mind. What would it look like against a big team like the Clippers where his effort's futile, his size is what matters, and his inability to score is really rearing its head. So I think there are room for Faku minutes, but him out there in the fourth quarter, him closing with starters – I just think we that experiment's kind of failed at this point. I don't yeah, I don't think you have to dial it back to nine guys at this point in the season either. Uh I, I there's still a ton of games to play. Right. Like I know we're we're clearly in the second half of the season. They've got Aaron Gordon full speed ahead, everything's in go mode, but there's still a lot of games left. You still don't want to run these guys too hard. It's not like you have to nail down your playoff rotation right now with twenty plus games. You don't have to do that right now. Uh, so, so I think there's still room for a 10, maybe even like an 11-man rotation on some nights. Right. Uh, should the Nuggets have different st- – this one comes to us from Miroslav, the homie Miroslav. Should the Nuggets have different starting lineups for a playoff series against, for example, the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Lakers? So what would be the change? Would it, what would be the change? I wonder if he's talking about trying to get bigger, you know, versus smaller in either direction. I mean, I think what you're talking about is does the bench change at all, right? At this point, I don't think you change the starting lineup for anyone. I I think you make other teams match up with that. Yeah, I'd agree. I I don't think you change the starting lineup for any team, for any combination, for any player, for any matchup. Uh, The starting lineup is absolutely vibing right now. Uh, They're – Elite offensively, like like I just said, it feels like a disappointment if they don't get a uh, so three-pointer or a layup on every possession. Like It really does. Defensively, they're versatile. They're switching a lot. They're playing at a really high level. Um, so, no, I wouldn't change it. I mean, against the Lakers, like, what's the Lakers' starting lineup? Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis, LeBron James at the 3-4-5. Look – if you're the Nuggets, I mean, you just got to roll with your guys. You just got to roll with your guys. I agree. I agree. I mean, I guess, is he thinking about getting McGee in there for size? But, like, I, you know, I, I still view that as a spot situation at best, you know. So, all right, we'll keep it moving. At CJ Elray wants to know, with a lack of wing depth and size from the bench, would Will Barton be more useful in the starting lineup or with the reserves? If he's a starter, there is a lack of size with the bench wings and guards. So I like him in the starting lineup. I've been on record about that. I think if you're talking about that fifth starter and you're debating between like a Monte or a PJ or Will Barton, I think Barton is clearly, clearly that guy. Um, I like his length in the starting lineup. And I I do feel that's important. Like if you're going to have your most played starting lineup, have an average height of six, seven or six, eight, which I think the Nuggets, starting five is now that they've had have Aaron Gordon um that's that's big like if that's gonna be your most played lineup that's big and um yeah I I just think the starting lineup is really comfortable together and I don't think you want to mess with it I just don't think you want to mess with it 
Yeah, I mean, the expression is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, again, 64 minutes, like 130 offensive rating, a defensive rating in the 90s, net rating of 38. Doesn't sound broken to me. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, they're switching now, or at least trying to, experimenting with that. And I don't really think you can do that as easily if Monte Morris is out there. Uh, but, yeah, they're just the starter. You figure your starter's out first, and then you work on the bench. So. To me, it's kind of natural. Monte comes back. He's a bench piece. Maybe he helps the bench, but. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how things look with Monte Morris back in his natural six-man type role uh, before we we think about the starting lineup. And I don't think, you know, the Nuggets are, are thinking about changing the starting lineup at all. I think they're very happy with their current starters. I don't see that changing. I don't think they're going to really give it much thought to changing. Hey, Darren Kirk, do you guys think that Barton is playing selfishly? I thought before the trade deadline he was a little selfish with the ball and shot selection, but he figured he was just trying to showcase himself in case he gets traded. Now he's not sure what's going on with him. Love the show. Thanks, Darren. Uh, thanks, Darren. I don't, I don't know if I'd say selfishly. Um, I think he definitely looks to get his. Yeah, dude, yeah. Particularly yeah. in the first quarter. Um, because I think his thinking is he doesn't know if those shots are going to come late in game. So he's got to get them up in the first quarter. Look, th- there are definitely times where he gets tunnel vision and takes bad shots. Sure. Definitely times, definitely times. Um, but I think, you know, for the most part, he's been a really positive player, really positive player. Yeah, I also think, you know, at least early in games, like it doesn't seem like the team or his teammates don't want him, you know, to be aggressive. They, it's working. The, the first quarters are going well. You are some nights getting 120% of Martin when I think you'd like 100%, like three or four ill-advised shots. But again, just a symptom of a guy who's pretty aggressive. And if he's not aggressive, then he's not your fourth option that sometimes gives you 19 and, and four, which is really good. Uh, also think, like, yeah, there were three or four horrible decisions last night, but he passes the ball. Like, again, four assists last night as a secondary ball handler. And I just feel like that's something that maybe people miss, you know, how, how often he's setting guys up because I just – he does hunt his shot, um, but he's not score only. Yeah, you think people miss that about Will Barton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say that's a pretty good uh... – that's a that's a pretty good question. I mean, people based on how Will Barton has talked about, it's like he hasn't registered an assist in two years. Right, right. I I do want to clarify <laughs> exactly, dude. I do want to clarify. Like, I don't think everyone who's lobbying for Monte is a Barton hater. I mean, they might just be trying to fit. It's just. Yeah, like it's working. It's working fine. And and so just wait until that that lineup loses a game, maybe. Yeah. Um, we can keep it moving, though. Uh, Cyberflow wants to know, buyout market to cure bench struggles. There's one guy I like on the buyout market. There's, well, two, if you count Otto Porter. But I don't think Otto Porter fills nearly as big of a need as he would have if the Nuggets did not get Aaron Gordon. Like, right. if the Nuggets didn't get Aaron Gordon, I was like, oh, Otto Porter is like, uh, you know, a dollar store version of Aaron Gordon, maybe. Like, that could have been cool. There's one bio guy now with this current team that I like, and that's Avery Bradley. And 
Avery Bradley's in Houston right now. I can't imagine he wants to finish the season. <laughs> Probably not. He can be, and I'm going to get canceled for this. No, no. He can be an upgrade from Faku. He can. He's that tenacious of an on-ball defender. He gets under guys' skin. Like, maybe not to the extent that Faku does because part of the reason Faku gets under people's skin is because players legitimately have no idea who this guy is. Like, <laughs> like they probably watched him on film a couple times, but still, I don't know if it, they really know who he is until they get out on the court with him. And there's like, they're like, who the hell is this guy? But Avery <laughs> Bradley gets under players' skin as well. I would just... If it was me, I would feel a little more confident in a playoff situation if I was playing Avery Bradley over Faku. Uh, possibly. Again, I just think this is a very small margin thing, you know? Like, it might just be just as easily addressed by not playing Faku. Or Faku playing better. I, I just, buyout guys rarely have impact. And, you know, 2021 is Avery Bradley, you know, the guy of his reputation of five years ago now still? You know, I'm not sure, but... I, I mean, it's worth a look, I suppose, but I just um, – I never see those moves really moving the needle. Uh, OG Mile High fan wants to know who guards LeBron and who guards Anthony Davis in a playoff series. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Still not easy, even with Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Uh, boxing one? Uh, <laughs> boxing one? I think um, – I think you can get away with MPJ on Anthony Davis because what you're really hoping for is some sort of success from a team defense perspective. Like it's not like MPJ is going to be an AD stopper. I don't know how many AD stoppers are out there, but one thing about him, he's not super keen on imposing his will down low. And he shot out of his gourd from deep twos and threes last year. Really, really difficult shots. I think you kind of live with, either making or letting him take those again. Uh, you know, you get MPJ's length out there and you hope maybe he doesn't have the, the best two months of his life again. Um, but I don't know if there's really a personnel answer for AD. Yeah, I don't think there's a good AD stopper in the entire league. And honestly, man, honestly, I feel like Denver defended Anthony Davis pretty well in that playoff series last year. They pretty much just forced him out to the perimeter with – like a Paul Millsap, and we're just like, all right, beat me from the perimeter with your right. jump. And he and did. He did, and he hit a ton of jumpers. And that's how – that's a big reason why the Lakers beat the Nuggets. But that's got to be the strategy with him. I think if you're putting MPJ on him, you're worried about foul trouble. Sure, sure. Um, that's a good point. But it's tough. It's tough. It, it, it's definitely tough. Yeah, good to know that's still no fun <laughs> matching up with the Lakers. All right, let's hit another break, then we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah, guys, it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. Um, oh, that is actually next week. We got the Masters coming up next week. Very excited for that. Oh, wow. Yeah, but we are still in everybody's other favorite tournament of the year. My favorite tournament. <laughs> uh, uh, the March Madness NCAA basketball tournament, of course. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to one odds. Can't miss offer from DraftKings. Uh, they've also got some other good offers on there. I saw they 
put an odds boost on Gonzaga to win by at least 10 points. That's plus money now. I, I would take advantage of that if I was you. Just another great offer from DraftKings. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, you guys can get Hassle Cattle Company delivered right to your door. Hassle Cattle Company, they've got the best beef in the entire country. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu because it's the best damn Wagyu that anybody can afford. They offer everything at Hassle Cattle Company. Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank. Head to HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. Any orders over $200 and you will receive free shipping. Check them out today. We promise you, you will not be disappointed. Finally, got to tell you guys about Green Roads. We are big into CBD at DNVR and Green Roads is the best in the business. They're the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. They've got award-winning products. They are pharmacist-founded and pharmacist-formulated. So this is the real stuff. They've got tons of different options. CBD capsules, Sleepy Z's, Relax Bears, CBD bath bombs, CBD soft gels, whatever you need, Green Roads has it. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase at GreenRoads, GreenRoads.com. Pick out your items, enter code DNVR20 for 20% off. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Last couple questions to get to vote uh, as we get out of here. What do we got? Unmute myself. Noah Christensen wants to know, he's been Adam Mara's pilled. Does Bull Bull solve the bench scoring problems? I mean, I don't think so. I'm with I you, don't. dude. I'm with you. I don't. Yeah, uh, I get the idea of like getting creative, trying to get space against scoring out there. Um, I just like, you know, this group actually can defend pretty well at times. This bench, uh, even if it's a slog through it, grind through it thing, and I just think become they they become an even higher mistake group if you throw a ball out there. Yeah, I just don't think he's ready, and it sucks because he's been you know in this program for a couple of years now. And- but he's still a ways off. I, I very strongly do not think he's the answer. Okay. Wow. <laughs> listen here, Adam, and listen hard. You're wrong. Okay. Conclusion questions, bigger picture questions. Ross Williamson wants to know, who are the best starting lineups in the NBA? How does Denver compare? Um, I will humbly nominate the Brooklyn Nets, if that's okay with you. I'm good with that. I okay. think they're definitely up there. <laughs> um completeness completeness you know are the nuggets a top three starting lineup in the league right now i think that's a valid question to at least ask yeah so i mean i think they're a more complete starting lineup than the lakers um the clippers you probably have to put in that conversation yes yeah definitely yep and the Nets, the 76ers have a damn good starting lineup. I know the Nuggets just made baby food of the 76ers a couple days ago, but 
Um, they're a, a really legit team. So, yeah, I'd say it's one of those. Yep. Yeah, probably the Nets, but like Denver's up Denver's up there for sure. Uh, Schwabosaurus. Wow, say that 10 times fast. Schwabosaurus. He wants to know what is the updated long boy lineup? The updated long boy lineup. It kind of might just be the starters, dude. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you want to go full long boy, PJ Dozier, like, if you just want to get crazy with it and you're not worried about fielding the best team, like, PJ Dozier could slide in there at the one. We forget how long he is at times. He get bowl in there somehow? Probably not. But that is actually the beauty of this starting lineup. You get Will Barton at the two, and then you go AG and PJ. There's a lot of length there. Sorry, I'm um I'm setting up a radio hit as we're wrapping up this podcast. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we can get out of here. More and then get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Um. Okay, Wald of Oz wants to know. Uh, what was the peak of the old starters with Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Paul Melissa? Man. I mean, in the pre-Michael Porter days, so like coming down the stretch of that 2019 season, or maybe even at the beginning of that uh, of last season, you know? Yeah, I think you're right about the coming down the stretch thing, though. There is just so much momentum, and it – Maybe not on this level, but it felt a little bit like, yo, this team is is good enough, right? Not lightning in a bottle good, but there's there's talent here. Yeah. Well, this seems like a good time to get you out of here, Harrison. Peace, man. Uh, to the rest of you, thank you so much for the questions. We appreciate your good stuff, and we will talk to you next week. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years, and they've made them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners always let us know how thankful they are for us sending them their way, how wonderful the practice is. And there's honestly nothing more rewarding for us than hearing from all of our listeners. So if you've made that switch, let us know. Send us some anecdotes. Send us some pictures. They're the best damn family-owned but dentist in the metro, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like you, just like me, just like everyone here at DNVR. Green Mountain Dental treats you like family. They give you birthday cards. They check in on you. They're a longtime DNVR partner. They show us love. So please show them some love. Only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Remember, get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. Guess what? You get a free Sonicare toothbrush out the door. Do not miss out on that value. Check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group.